0: Well, Morena, good morning. It is fantastic to be able to gather together in homes, online, and a few people in this room and worship. God, wasn't that awesome just to worship? And I just want to say a big thank you, team, for everything you've done this morning. You are incredible. Now, before we get started as well, I just wanted to pray for a particular group of people and um, that is our older Thrive members. And you can decide whether or not you want to identify in this age group, but there's all our grandparents, our great aunties and great uncles. I just wanna take this moment to pray for you. So wherever you are, if you're in this room or watching online, why don't you just lift your hands to Jesus and we're going to pray together for you right now. So Father, we thank you for every single one of our precious older people at Thrive. God, right now we declare over them your blessing your prosperity. God, we just speak immunity, supernatural immunity over them, well-being over them. God, we just thank you that they will prosper and be in health in their bodies, even as their souls are prospering as well. And I just want to read this verse. Psalm 92 says this, that the godly, even in old age, will still produce fruit. They will remain vital and green. So God, we just declare vitality over our older people. We declare freshness. We declare fresh courage. And we thank you for great fruitfulness still. We bless our older people and we declare your love wrapping around them today and holding them. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so last week, Glenn shared on the topic of identity. He talked about becoming you and how God has the best version of you in mind. He talked about how our identity is fashioned in breakthrough moments, but that it also happens in the process, in the journey, and that happens in the follow-through that happens with that. So in his journey for Glenn, in the process that he went on, he talked about how he discovered God as his vindicator, he discovered God as his healer. He discovered God as his provider. I just want to ask a question today, who do you need to discover God as in your season? Maybe you need to discover him as your provider, maybe as your way maker or your miracle worker, maybe as your father or maybe as your friend. Now, Glenn just mentioned, and I'm going to go back to this too, how we had a few, a few weeks ago, we went away for some retreat time. And this was just time to pray and seek God for the year. We stayed in this cute little um, wooden cabin in the Ashley Gorge and um, it had this beautiful grassy meadow. And I remember the first morning just walking around this meadow, just praying and worshiping. And I felt like God said that the song House of Miracles is a song for Thrive for this year. You know, we're believing that this house, that Thrive Church, would be a house of miracles. We're believing that every house gathering would be a place of miracles this year, that every home represented in Thrive would be a place for miracles to happen. You know, in every place of great need, every cry of desperation, every situation that can only be answered by, but God, we are believing that miracles will happen, that turnaround will take place. Glenn and I have both been carrying the sense, probably since December, that this is a turnaround time. It's a time for us to discover that God is the God of turnaround. And if you're taking notes today, this message is called turnaround time. Now this morning, we're going to go, we're going to take a wee journey back in history to a location, to a place of turnaround A place where God took a region from being a place of absolute desolation to a place of miracles. Now, many of you will know Isaiah 9, this incredible passage. You'll know this bit at least. It starts like this. For to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. The scripture is just so full of hope, hope in who Jesus is. But let's go back to the verses before this. And herein, I believe, lies a promise of God for us and for our nation at this time. So let's go right back to the beginning. Isaiah 9 verse 1 says this, Nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who were in distress. In the past, he humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the future, he will honor Galilee of the nations by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan. So what does all that mean? Now, to be honest, I had read that before and just passed over it. But this is an important passage of scripture. And I just want to break open to you this morning, what is so important about Zebulun and Naphtali. So first of all, they were two of Jacob's sons. So they were two of the brothers that sold Joseph into slavery. So not such great guys right then. But they had areas of Israel named after them, areas way up north near the Sea of Galilee. And I think if the PowerPoint's working, we do have a map. Here we go. So Zebulun is that purple place and Naphtali is the kind of orangey, yellowy colour just to the right of it. So right up north near the Sea of Galilee. Now one thing that made life especially tricky for the people that lived here is that soldiers from other places would kind of just march down through their land when they were going to take possession somewhere else. So they would kind of cause all sorts of destruction and death um, as they did that. Now interesting side note, that the most famous prophet to come from this area was Jonah. Now, eventually, this area was overrun by the Assyrians, and the Israelites were sent into slavery, and those who um, stayed behind were just kind of like assimilated by the other people groups. So this region lost its identity. They lost who they were as a tribe. Now, let's put ourselves in their place for a moment. There's enemies tramping through the land. There's people being killed people taken into slavery. There's darkness, there's fear, there's oppression. This is a place of destruction, of loss, and of loss of identity, of hopelessness. And for the people in this region, they must have been thinking like, who am I? They must have carried that deep sense of who am I? Where do I actually fit? But, and this is the but God moment, and this is super cool if you've never heard this before. Where did Jesus begin his ministry and carry out most of his work? in the land of Zebulun and Naphtali. This area was home to Jesus. Those very regions that had suffered so much became the place, the first place, for people to enjoy the blessings of Jesus' ministry. He did so much of his work in Zebulun and Naphtali, the place of desolation. It was here that Jesus walked on the water. It was here that some of those who would later become disciples caught the miraculous catch of fish. It was here that Jesus calmed the storm. It was here that Jairus' daughter was raised back to life. It was here that the woman with the issue of blood was healed. It was in this place that the paralyzed man was lowered through the hole in the roof by his friends and was healed and walked again. It was here that the man with the withered hand stretched out his hand before Jesus and was healed. All these miracles and so many more happened in this place, in this region. And the footnotes of my Bible say this. The honor of Zebulun and Naphtali would be to host the life and miracles of the Prince of Glory, the Messiah. Isaiah is prophesying that the ministry of Jesus would reverse the curse over that region. And the place where devastation had robbed hope, he will appear. Church... God is in the business of taking the areas in our lives of loss, of devastation, and of shame, and turning them around. Now, interestingly, we sang the song, See a Victory. I didn't actually know till this morning we were singing it. And they are words that I've had going around in my head over the last couple of days. This part, you take what the enemy meant for evil, and you turn it for good. Somebody needs to know that this morning. Now after Joseph, so back to Joseph and his brothers, after Joseph had been sold into slavery and then he is in prison and then he's taken out of prison and we know the incredible story of turnaround for him and of how he was raised to being second in command to Pharaoh. Now after that's all happened and he's reunited with his brothers, Zebulun and Naphtali being among them, he's reassuring them that he's forgiven them and that everything's okay. And he says this in Genesis 50, verse 20, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done. This was not just the saving of their lives or of their families, but this was the salvation of nations that happened through them. What the enemy meant for evil, God turned around for good. Now, Isaiah 61, another passage that we probably all know and love. It's the first passage that Jesus is reported to have preached from um, in the temple, and it begins like this. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me, because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. We're just going to fast forward a bit. It goes on to say this, to comfort all who mourn, to provide for those who grieve in Zion to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. This is the turnaround. Comfort to those who are mourning, provision for those who grieve, beauty for ashes, joy instead of mourning, and praise instead of despair. Now, this might seem a little bit like a bizarre time to be talking about turnaround when we're kind of like on the face of potentially COVID and, you know, in this region in particular. And, you know, just all the challenges that so many people are facing. But the dawn is coming. You know, God is calling us to see beyond this moment in time to step forward with faith and to see what he is doing. You know, where do you need to see turnaround in your own life? What areas of your life are feeling like Zebulun and Naphtali? Maybe feeling desolate, maybe feeling broken, maybe feeling hopeless. As a family, there's still areas where we need to see turnaround. But I just want to take a moment to testify this morning of some of the areas where we have seen turnaround. Because there is so much that God has done in our family and for our children. Big and small turnarounds. It's going to list a few: hopelessness to hope, miscarriage to double portion blessing, ie twins. Now, when we miscarried our baby after Abby, it was an incredibly tough time. And then a lady in our church just felt prophetically that somebody in the church was going to have twins. And so there were a few people before us that had their scans and single babies. And then it was our turn for our 19-week scan, and twins became a reality. Now, last week we celebrated Asian Tristan's 16th birthday, so I just wanna give testimony to double portion blessing. So more turnarounds. Lack to provision, sickness to healing, breakdown in relationship to relationships restored, fear to peace, broken dreams to dreaming again, brokenness in spirit to wholeness in spirit, slander to truth seen, self-hatred to identity, anxiety to courage. God has turned around so much for us and he's doing it for you. When we allow him to, God takes those areas of pain in our lives and he turns them around. And just like Glenn's word on identity, you know, turnaround or breakthrough can happen in a moment, but it also happens in the process. And so I just wanna give you four ways that you can position yourself for a turnaround. The first one is recall. Recall what he has done, just like I did then, and that was actually a really good exercise for me to do that. Bring it to mind. If he did it before, he can do it again. And Revelation says that the spirit of Jesus, nope, get this right, follow my notes, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So like our testimony is like a prophetic word of God, do it again. So recall, bring to mind what he's done. The second thing is others. And I love the prophetic word that Mitch released last week about um, our church as a body. And in the different home gatherings that we've got, the different gatherings that are happening at this time, that it would be like a particular muscle group that is being strengthened in a, in a certain area. And that when we come back together, we will be stronger as a whole because of it. This is what the body of Christ is all about. It's about togetherness. It's not all up to us. It is not all up to you to do this on your own. We were never created to do life alone. So who has God positioned around you to stand with you at this time? The third thing, the third way we can position ourselves for turnaround is to stand. In Ephesians 6, it talks about the armor of God. And then it goes on to say, having done all, stand. Stand on the Word of God. Stand on His promises. And remember, I had to remind myself this recently, God's Word has no expiry date. The prophetic words spoken over your life do not expire. And the final thing to do to position yourself for turnaround is to believe again. Ask God for the gift of faith to believe again. You know, circumstances and disappointments can just kind of rob us of of our trust, of our hope. They can steal it away. So just pray and surrender those disappointments to Jesus. Ask him, help me to trust. Help me to hope again. Another passage of scripture that God's taken me towards this year is Hebrews 11. And that's that um, amazing passage on um, faith and the heroes of our faith. And it says this about Abraham and Sarah. By faith, even Sarah, who was past childbearing age, was enabled to bear children because she considered him faithful who had made the promise. Her faith was in God, the one who is faithful. And the Passion Translation puts it like this, talking about Sarah. The authority of her faith rested in the one who made the promise, and she tapped into his faithfulness. Church, this isn't about us trying hard to believe. It's not about us ourselves having to kind of conjure up that faith. This is having faith because we trust fully in God, because we trust in his faithfulness, in his character, and his identity and his ability. The strength of our faith rests in who he is. Now let's just stand like in this room. And if you're watching with us online, let's just take this moment just to stand together. And I'll just invite um, somebody up to come and play the keys as well. Isaiah 9 goes on to say this about Zebulun and Naphtali The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. You have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. Over Thrive and over this nation, this is a time for turnaround. And I prophesy that light is dawning, that burdens are breaking, that joy is increasing. It is turnaround time. God has gone ahead of you and prepared your turnaround. Now, where are you believing God for a turnaround in your life right now? Where do you need to see a miracle? And in a moment, if you're in a house gathering or just whoever you're watching with, I'd encourage you to take some time together to agree for areas of specific turnaround. But first, we're gonna agree together as Thrive Family. Right across this region, we're gonna agree together for a release, first of all, of the gift of faith through this church. You know, God is a God of the second chance. If you feel like your faith's just kind of diminished in this season, He is restoring it back to you today. And we are agreeing for a turnaround in every situation that needs it. And I just encourage you, just wherever you're standing, just to believe for those on either side of you. Believe for God's blessing to be released over them, his miracles, his provision, his turnaround for them. Let's just pray together, church. Holy Spirit, we just thank you for the gift of faith. And right now, I just declare an impartation of that gift over every single person who's joining with us today. God, we thank you for the gift of faith to believe again, not in our own strength, God, but to believe in your faithfulness, to believe in your character and your goodness. We release faith to every individual now in Jesus' name. And Father, you know every situation that people are facing today. And I thank you that you have already gone ahead to prepare the turnaround for them. So right now, I just prophesy over situations in Jesus' name. I declare that it is turnaround time. God, I just thank you for healings being released. I thank you for provision being released. God, I just declare relationships being restored in Jesus' name. God, we just thank you and we agree for on earth, as in heaven, in every situation, and over our nation, we declare it too, on earth, as in heaven. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen.